This is Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. I want to start singing this episode. I do because I, I feel like so super good to be back. Uh, DJ Eakin, uh, Southern Hospitality. And before I get into today's show, I, I got to address a couple of things because for one, um, and I want to get into this with my guest today too. Um, today is, is it National Suicide Prevention Day? Is that what today is? And then I've been hearing a lot of people talk about the mental health thing. So I want to, I want to make sure I get some conversation in about that, but I also want to address something too that, um, that I personally have been going through. And it, it I think I want to just say, if you believe in something, man, and you believe in it in your heart, there's going to be a million obstacles. So don't quit. And so with that being said, I want to shout out everybody who supported Southern Hospitality so far, man. Um, the 3,000, 3,500 people or so that have downloaded the podcast so far, because I was going to quit on your ass. I ain't going to lie. I was going to quit on your ass because I just... And this ain't even a slight to anybody else, man, like some people that were helping me do different things. But I will say this about this business. If you ain't ready to do this shit, just tell the people that you're working with. I I don't want to do it. Just I mean, seriously, because the worst thing that could ever happen to me is to go back and fix something that I thought I already had fixed and taken care of. And I know a lot of people who have dreams and they dreams kind of get, for lack of a better term, they get shitted on that way. And because they start to feel like this ain't going to work, this ain't going to work and they give up. But me personally, I just want to say to everybody who stuck with me and rock with me and encouraged me like, yo, you can you onto a good thing. You just got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing through that. I'm here, man. And I'm not I'm not. You got my fucking word on this, man. I'm not giving up on Southern hospitality because the South has so much to say, um, you know, and so that, I don't, you know, I don't really mean to be on a, a soapbox, but the shit has been eating at me for the, like the last few days on whether I was going to quit it or whether I was going to do it or whether I was going to quit or whether I was going to do it. And we here, man. So with that being said, let's go. Um, yeah, let me get off this soapbox I was on real quick. <laughs> Shouts out to my guy here today. Um, do we call you Mr. High Fly? High, what is it? High 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 Point Gamer. High Point Gamer. See, I almost messed that shit up. Yeah, See, that's how I got to get Mr. focused. H, Mr. HPG. Yeah, High Point Gamer. Um, is that how you want me to address you the whole show? That's fine, man. You like that? Is that what you? we're plugging right now? Or that's, I, I mean, do so much, man. That's, yeah, that's why. That, that's I don't why today's gonna. Your listeners, nah, I you ain't gonna be, nah. come back, man. Now nah, you're gonna come so back. Today, for sure. I am Mr. High Point Gamer. Yes. Yeah, but even with that being said, dude, you such a dope brother, man. That there's a lot I, I just want to address with you. Hey, I appreciate and, you. Know you know what I'm saying? And um, before we even get into the gaming thing, let's kind of address something that I that I, I've always want I wanted to talk to somebody that I felt was kind of like me and it's been going on for a while with the NFL and and um Kaepernick and and don't get me wrong I'm not skipping what you do so I'm going to give pe- the people a chance to hear exactly what you do and what you're into okay but by you being you were former military right yes what branch were you in army you were in the army you are or have been at some point a football fan no. Never? What? No, it, I, that's a lie because I used to bet on it in high school. I used to gamble like real heavy on football. But uh, once I joined the military and went overseas to Germany, man, the clocks is different. So you can't watch the game. And so if I couldn't gamble on it right. and I couldn't watch it, I got out of football. And so by the time I left Germany and actually came back to the States, I was already like, I don't really care about football. Like, I, like me sitting watching other dudes be great when I'm trying to be great. <laughs> right. Well, but we are here though. Right. Can I can I get your thoughts on 
Because here's here's what I told people when when the whole Kaepernick thing came up. The Kaepernick thing came up, and Kaepernick's stance, and and if if I'm wrong, anybody in this room correct me. Kaepernick's stance was he was kneeling because he wanted to bring put a light on young black and brown brothers getting mistreated by 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 people in authority, police, the police. That's what it was. Right. Somewhere within that, our president Donald Trump got a hold of it. And the narrative changed to Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting the military because he did kneel during the uh, the uh, singing of the national anthem, right? Right. Okay. So, and, and and I'm sure everybody's up on this. I just want to make sure that I get through it so they know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Now, being former military, which I also am, I told people, first of all, I never felt like he was offending me. And I was in both sides of it because I am African-American. I've never had that kind of experience with the police. Okay. I know people who have, but I also have relatives that are law enforcement. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? So I've been to me like all sides, but I really didn't, the Kaepernick thing didn't hit me like he was doing anything wrong that I felt as a former military person that I was like, this dude is disrespecting me. No. So you being former military and a brother. Right. How did it, how did it, did it, did it hit you in any kind of way when it all started to, to go down or how did, how did you feel? So about my that? thought process for the military um, and disrespecting the military is that's a bunch of BS anyways, because the United States as a whole disrespects military. Like it, like you might get as a veteran, you might get someone to pay for your Starbucks or whatever. Right. Right. But when it comes to business or trying to really change my life, no one is really stepping in like, you know what, brother, because you are a soldier, a veteran, and because, yay, we love our veterans, I'm going to put you on so that your life isn't a struggle or you're not fighting a war anymore because we really do appreciate the sacrifice you're giving. Right. So someone kneeling and a flag, and that's what we consider disrespecting and because we stand up during a national anthem, that means we love our soldiers. That's BS. That's BS to a bunch of soldiers that know that, hey, I've changed psychologically right. because of my sacrifice. And yet, when I come home, guess what? I still got to look for a job. I still got to look for a job that's really going to put me in a position that I can still spend time with my family and catch up on the time that I've spent during that sacrifice of giving to the country where I wasn't with my wife, wasn't with my kids. Like, right. No. So. I don't feel like kneeling is disrespecting uh, service members because as you're fighting for, you're fighting for that ability for you to have your voice and have your say. So what do you think about even, even, okay, well, where it's gone to now, like we're in, okay. and I'm sure I'm, like, and I don't, if you haven't seen it being a, um, you know, cause I, the news and sports center stays on at my house all the time. And I'm sure, okay. you know, you do certain things. Um, he still doesn't have it. He's still not in the league. Right. It's pretty much a well-known fact that he's been blackballed. Okay. Nobody says it out loud, but he's been he's been blackballed for lack of a better term. But then he got paid some kind of a way because they had a settlement and he got a check. Then it came out that Nike was still paying him. And now we're at the point where Jay-Z has gotten involved and Jay-Z has made a deal with the NFL, right? To his, and, and if I'm not, let me get this facts right. Jay-Z is taking over the helping to run the Super Bowl shows from here on out, right? Or this year's Super Bowl show and some other things and to bring light to some things that are going on. Okay. So it became a big deal. And I saw something yesterday that said uh, a young lady, and I think she was involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. And she, her thing, and a lot of people have said, they think that Jay-Z crossed the picket line. But I've heard Jay-Z say in his own defense was like, look, man, Colin Kaepernick brought light to this issue. But at some point we have to do something. Right. So if you're up on it. Ooh. Yeah, I know we're in a place. And I, oh, so 
my thought on that is we're talking about a person that success was so vital to them and getting money was so vital to them that they were willing to sell drugs to people and engage in criminal activity in order to um, reach that level of success. So why are we upset about that same person having an agenda or a way that makes them come up in the name of helping the cause? Like, that's still better than what you were doing, my brother. Like, that's great. Like, I, I don't expect you to be Jesus to walk around here and be the saint of the land just because you're Jay-Z and we loved your songs and we liked your swagger and, right. and we call you the culture. Like, no, like, you're still a person at the end of the day. And you got, you're like, you've always had your own agenda. Right. And you've mixed it in with other agendas that we've enjoyed. And so this is no different. And I'm not going to be upset with you because I might have wanted more out of you. Like, no, that's fine. You, you're doing your part in the war. Right. But it's still a battle for the rest of us to get out there. Like, Am I correct in assuming that you just, you one of them people too, that you a little bit over us giving, putting everything on like, oh yeah. my God, Kanye said. Yeah, I totally. They're regular people to me. Right. They're just somebody that got a cool job and was able to make that job pop. Right. So what do you think about Kanye and the, and, and we're in all these different places <laughs> right. right now. I know you're like, hey man, I didn't know we was going <laughs> to do keep this. Up, though. I'm a Gemini. I, 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 that's what I'm I know about you. That, that's why up. I wasn't worried. What do you think about the Kanye, Kanye thing in the, in the, uh, Make America Great Again hat. Or just Kanye, period. Do you miss the old Kanye? I do. Like, but at the same time, that's what made Kanye Kanye. It just it worked out in a way that we agreed with at the time. It was Kanye. You know right. what I mean? Like from being what uh, school prep back when we right. you know, we trapping and <laughs> right and thugging, like where are you coming from? We got right. our polo shirts and buttoned up. So that was unorthodox at the time and we loved it because it was refreshing. Right. And now that it's in a manner that isn't refreshing to us, we don't want him doing that. But that's Kanye. Like I feel like um brother's a Gemini, brother lost his mom. Yeah, I think the mom on his a big deal. On his dime. Right. In a world that is full of fakeness and sharks and snakes and leeches and like, I don't know what that feels like. Right. You know what I mean? Especially if you go in the game believing the game is true. Because back then, people believed the music game was tr truth. Right. Yeah. It wasn't. Now we know it's smoking mirrors and and hocus pocus and all that type of stuff. So and I still I still think a lot of people too that have that dream and that love for it. When they walk in, they are like, "Oh my God, I can't wait to be here." And then they get inside and it's cutthroat. It's crazy. And then you start saying. I don't know if this is where I want it to be. Right. You know, and like Kanye being so creative because he's always, you know, he's very guarded. He's very super. The dude is super creative. I just think he has a bad way sometimes of getting his message out. But I do. I do. And like I said, I haven't heard this from Kanye, but I think the mom thing and, and I've never heard anybody say it like that. I always say, do you realize that Kanye was the one paying for that surgery? Right. But to say it like, yo, on his dime. Yeah, really. Like the brother was paying for the surgery. Something he thought, you know, his mom wanted. And then she passes from that. Passes from that. So that go, that's they, got to, they know they ain't no song you write about that where you're like, okay, now I feel better. I ain't thinking about that. No, right. there's still them nights where you're like, dang, mom. Right. And I don't know what that feels like, my brother. And I ain't gonna judge somebody off of wearing a magma hat is what came out of that in your world. Like, hey, that's that's on you. Like right. that's still on you. Because because imagine we love creativity, right? And we love artistry. But do we know how taxing that is on the brain? Do we know, do we just say, oh, that person's creative? Do we know that being creative is it takes its toll on your brain at some point in some manner, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years? We don't know that. We never even think of that. 
Right. We just think of prayer. He's creative. And we wonder why they're not giving us nothing new. We like, man, when are they gonna give us something new? Right. No one, they don't know the process. They we don't know, you know what I'm saying, what it took for them to get there. Yeah, it's different. But you were creative though. Yeah, which, that's how which, I know. <laughs> which which brings me to an even 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 deeper talk now, because now we let's talk about you. Okay. Mr. High Point Gamer. Give them your real name, man, so they can understand. So my name this is brother. Derek. There you go. Okay. You know, hey, man. From Virginia. Hey. Oh, see? Two look. up, two down. Oh, okay. Hey. What part of Virginia are you from? Virginia I didn't even know Beach. that. Did we talk about this before? Have we talked? Dude, I got family. Let me tell you something, how close this world is right now. Uh-huh. I got family that is, my mom is originally from the eastern shore of Virginia. So oh, that means up? that Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, yeah. that 17 and a half mile tunnel. Yes. They they got to take that. you sitting there soaking up fumes all these years. Like <laughs> right, going under getting cancer from <laughs> right. going under the tunnel every day to work nine to five, sitting in that thing for an hour. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a small world, man. What do, you, what do you miss about Virginia being in Florida now? Oh, ooh, I don't miss, I don't miss anything, my brother. Like my mindset of when I was in Virginia, like that person is, it's like dead, like to me, you know what I mean? Like right. it's from a, hey, just how I see the world and opportunities and things that I've done with opportunities. I realized that if I would have stayed there, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Of, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to pioneer esports and being a mentor in a whole different state uh, where I have no connections and helping people build their brand and, and they trying to be immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Through the greatness of others. Yeah. <laughs> and when we first started talking and you started telling me, let's just go ahead and get this part out. Here. Okay. How much money is being made in the gaming industry right now? $138 billion, That's with B's. And the esports industry is about a billion. Looking at crossing over into $2 billion. I'm pausing for a second because which I'm, is good. I'm trying to I'm trying to soak all that. So in. and for those that don't understand bees, and you're just like, okay, 138 billion is cool. Let's put it in perspective. The NFL makes 15 billion, and we know how many football shirts and hats and uh, paraphernalia, tickets, everything that's around football, and it's right. making 15 billion. And then here you have an industry that's 138. And only making 32 of that is U.S. The rest of that money is international money. Like, that's an opportunity that sets you up to not only just do something in the U.S., but expand internationally. That gives you a different level of freedom and connection, diversity, economic empowerment, social inclusion that we don't even tap into because we hear video games and we shut down. Like, oh, that's some bull. Yeah, I can't lie. Like, like me personally, at this point, I I really don't. Games have gotten so advanced that. I don't know whether it's me running around or me crazy. I got boys who play Madden all day and, you know, they they can't wait for 2K to come out. But when you talk, because I want to get some clarity for everybody listening to this, because I feel like I learned something every time I talk to somebody like you. Now, when you talk, when you say the gaming industry, but then I also hear you often say esports. Is there a difference in in what you're actually talking about? Yes. So the gaming industry makes up everything from I'm playing Tetris on my phone to uh, I'm buying a headset that's a gaming headset or a gaming mouse or the video game or me buying a gaming book or a gaming shirt. Like it encompasses everything within that ecosystem of the gaming world. Right. So then esports is only the competitive part of the gaming industry. Oh, okay. So that's like. That's anything that we, if we're going to battle and 
that's competitive sports, whether we're playing Street Fighter against each other, we're playing 2K, we're playing Madden, we're getting advanced and getting into some Overwatch or some League of Legends or some CSGO or some Call of Duty or anything that is competitive where there has to be one person that wins. Right. <laughs> yes. And there's full-blown tournaments like worldwide right now for pretty much almost every game that's out? Yes. What's the top three games that's out right now? I mean, when you say, when we're talking... I guess there's a difference in the top three games, period. Or and but I'm talking about when we talk about this competitive esports thing that you're talking about, right? What are the top three? And I'm I'm not saying that because I think I can start practicing next month and I'll suddenly be in. Well, I, no, I probably can't. But anyway, <laughs> when we're talking, what are the top three? Because all I think about seriously, me and this is me being on the outside looking in. I hear Madden. Probably that could be because I'm in football. That could be because I DJ in football. You know what I'm saying? But. I also have godsons and nephews that I watch with this Fortnite thing. And then I just saw on, on SportsCenter that a kid won $3 million playing Fortnite. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what are the what are the big three? And I'm, like you just said, it's a worldwide thing. So what are the... I think the big ones are um, Fortnite just from a popularity standpoint. They have that young demographic on lock. Right. Um, and then you have your Dotas and you have your League of Legends And I like to throw Overwatch on the list, but, but you know, because it's, their franchise fees are like sixty million just to even have a team in the Overwatch League, you know. So wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a damn minute, wait sixty million for a team just to be able to say you're in the league. <laughs> First of all, let's back up. These games are these games all like um. When you say competitive, like we're talking competitive, are these like you playing or you have a team? Most of these games sound like something that is like three or four people on a team. Yes. So they, are you so uh, like Overwatch? And I'm not for me. So Over, please talk Overwatch, to me like I'm done. Okay. So Overwatch <laughs> is a five versus five game where um, it's a shooter style game. Where okay. Each character has like a special ability and their primary weapon. And you have these certain zones that you have to take over and take control over. And the other five team has to stop you from taking over these zones. So Okay. It's like a team battle, so to speak. Okay. But is that the $60 million? Yes. Okay. So, because now I feel like I'm trying to buy an NFL franchise almost. And maybe because $60 million for a five-man team to get in. Mm-hmm. This is a worldwide platform. Mm-hmm. You still have to house these guys. You still have to pay them a salary of like sixty grand just to be in the league. Um, so each player, then you probably have, I think you have two alternates. So you have the five plus, so that's seven. Then you have your coach. You have your content guy that needs to capture all the footage and the video stuff. You have your actual general manager that's kind of like a babysitter because you're moving people from their homes into a facility amongst five other people. So you're going to have your introverts that are mad because they don't like Johnny because the way Johnny blows his nose every morning and, and he misses his mom's cookies or he misses the little tail that he used to get from Sharon on the weekend every now and then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think we're in another place right now that I want to okay. ask you. What's the average age? of? Because this don't sound like something that junior high school or high school kids are, are getting to do. No, no. This is 18 and up. So it's eighteen. It's an eighteen up. So so yes. you have to be eighteen and up to get in this, into this league. Yes. But when does the average person probably start playing this game? Well, they're playing thirteen. Okay. So you have even minor leagues of for Overwatch. Okay. That they're getting the, these little kids. I call them little kids, but like thirteen, fourteen year old, and then bringing them to like a charter school could be a part of the league. 
let's talk financing. Okay. Because you, and I'm, I, and I don't, I mean, is, is 60 million the minimum that you know of, or is that like a It started out at 32. So by year two, or not even year two, season two of the league, it had already shot up to 60 because of how well it was doing. So who's financing that? Most of the money is coming from NFL owners because they had the bread. So most NFL owners have a, a esports team. Oh, so that's on the sneak tip, um, and most basketball team owners and stuff like that's part of their portfolio. Okay, so so maybe I'm in. Maybe let me ask you this because sometimes I have seen when I've been on a job board, it says something about being part of an esports thing, and it'll be like something under an NBA job or whatever. So they have like these. Is that like when I'm watching? And and believe me, I'm probably gonna ask a lot of dumb questions because I'm confused. No, let's get the, let's get some education. Going. Yeah, when when I'm watching, say ESPN, and these dudes are like they're doing this Madden thing and they're trying out, they're they're having trials and everything. So that's all in this esports thing that you're talking about. Yeah. So the NBA, um, the inaugural season of the NBA, thirty two teams. No. Yeah, I think it was thirty two teams. They each had a. Uh, esports team. They drafted kids. They had 75,000 people try out for to be in the NBA's 2K League. Out of that 75,000, uh, only 102 got drafted. Uh, they had a real draft. These kids came wherever they were coming from, came to New York to be right. a part of the draft. And they they got a salary of like 32 grand for those four months, moved into a, a NBA facility game house. They had access to all NBA facilities. And they traveled to New York every uh, weekend to compete against all the other teams in the in their arena that they had. And that's you with your with your team like that. That I mean, like you having your five or seven man roster yes. or whatever. So you have your point guard, you have your center, you have your forward, and you're all playing like so. You just you're just doing a digital version of real NBA. Like I made my own character the way he looks. I gave him a green mohawk and some purple sneakers and. And I've chosen my class on whatever, whatever I'm going to be. I'm going to be a center. I'm going to be a, a, a power forward or a sharpshooter. Or I'm real good at dribbling. And I'm going against your team that you've picked your own roster. I'm way behind, dude, because I'm really thinking, like, dude, I am really thinking a couple of my homeboys making me late for somewhere I got to go because they want to finish a game of Madden or two. <laughs> this is like a. And so you're saying, so there's MB, how how big is the, the um, what's the highest salary that some of these players are getting? So I, th I think the highest in, in in the inaugural season was like thirty six grand. So if you were drafted between, uh, like, say you was drafted in the first round or whatever, you got an extra bonus for getting drafted within that period of time. Now, but you have the opportunity as a team to probably walk away with like a quarter of a million before the season is over, like if, by winning the tournaments that you're going along throughout the right. season. Yeah. And from an age standpoint, we're talking about. I think there's someone as old as 32 was on one of the teams. But here's the problem um, with the NBA's esports from an age standpoint is 32 grand for four months is cool. Like, that's straight. But if I have a wife and a kid and a house and two cars and 32 grand and I had to shut down everything else because. But that's four months. So that's like eight grand a month. A lot, yeah, of, families for, ain't, a lot of families ain't. A lot of families ain't making that eight grand a month. That's. I, I feel like that's struggling if you have a wife and kids, like real responsibilities. If you really think about it, eight the average family, that's 96K in a year. The average family is not making 96K. That's eight grand a month. That's 96K. But you're only doing four months. That's but I'm saying so that four months is a big that's a that's a good part of your year. That's I mean, I'm and again, I'm not it depends on, I guess, you know what too? 
it depends on, I guess, where you really reside at. Okay. Because I think if you were here in Tampa, eight grand a month, you almost a so king you here. Would, so you would take the 32 grand, do four months, and you'd be happy? You'd be With satisfied. the way my life is right now? Yeah. I could do that. Oh, okay. Okay. Because cause I only have me and my son. I don't have like, and then I'm, I'm, I'm my life is kind of set up where I'm not paying like, oh, I'm paying, a, my mortgage is set like, like low for what I live in. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, like you said, if you out here and your rent is like two grand, you got your kids in private school, you got three cars and your wife ain't working. You know what I'm saying? That's, you're right. It could be different, but I just, looking at the cost of what people are paying here in Tampa, the average person is, I know people that are, I know people that work at radio that ain't making 50 grand in oh, a wow. year. You know what I'm saying? So 96 grand in like four months to make 30 something. I know a lot of people who would be like, sign me up. Now, if you live in New York, it might be like a lot different because, you know, you paying three grand up there for 700 square feet. So you would do the four months, get 32 grand and be able to sit down for the rest of the year. But see, that's just it. I didn't say that I'm sitting down the rest of the year. I I got got eight months to do what I want to after that. That I'm just saying that that eight grand for those each of those four months I just think that's a that's a if for living where I live at right now, I'll shut down my DJ thing. I'm not saying that I'm not saying I wouldn't exactly be losing money, but I also wouldn't have to worry about it because I wouldn't even be trying to I wouldn't be book, worrying about booking nothing. Okay. So and would just, you would you skip school for that period? Would you see, shut down school? I don't have none of that. Now see that's that's what I'm saying. You're throwing a little different things. But I think even a kid in college would shut down school. And that's what they were doing in the in the inaugural season. Yeah, until they, until some of them were there and they realized, like, you know what? There's streamers that are getting way more money than this by just being cool and popular. Like, this being on the esports team is cool, but on this level, if I'm here for the money, I could go somewhere else and get the money. Right. But I will say this being devil's advocate of that. And you know this by being a business owner. When you leave that environment, now you got to do some of those other things that you th- that were getting done for you. And if you're okay with that, like you said, there are streamers. That's like a, that's like a kid, I guess, and we're on a whole other topic now. That's like a kid talking to me right now and says, I want to be a YouTuber because he's watching a kid make $6 million opening toys. The other 32 kids who get in right now, they'd be lucky to make $100 because that market is kind of like, you know, we going to this kid right here because he's been opening toys for two years. He was jumping on that before YouTube became the popular thing. That's why when kids tell me now, they'd be like, Yo, I want to be a YouTuber. I'd be like, I hope you know what that marketing plan is because you got to break through all the noise. You know, and I'm not saying it can't be done, but just like the music industry, for every Lil Wayne, there's 200 rappers who we ain't even watching. We don't want to hear nothing on their SoundCloud. Nothing. 2,000 of them, as a matter of fact. And not that they're not good. It's just the breaking through part. So that's being generous. Right. And that's why I guess I say, like, you know, if you if you say, OK, I'm good at this game, I'm playing. But again, you got a point because I was going to ask you about that. Isn't there there's a kid who. What is it? What is and you know I I know there's a, quite a few things going on out there that I don't know about and we can't touch them all. But is it Twitch? That's a big space where they watch a lot of the gamers yes, do Twitch, stuff. Yes, and they making all kinds of money over there. If you get it right, right? There's tipping and all kinds of there's stuff over there. And uh, one thing I found out in Twitch that blew my mind. So I'm not in the generation of watching people play video games. I'm not I in the generation no, of really watching nobody do nothing. I have no interest in I don't want to see nobody's live, really. I don't want, I don't. I, yo, man, watch my live. I'm opening that door. If I open your door by mistake to your live, I'm coming. I'm, I'm like Homer Simpson. I'm closing and going right back. Oh, man, I'm in here. My bad, dude. X and out. I just, I'm not in that generation. I'm not in that generation when it comes to watching people play video games. But what I learned was there's an audience for that and there's a generation for that and right. they do it religiously. And there's even a world of yeah, cats from like Dubai and stuff that have like oil money. Right. That getting on Twitch and giving away 
a quarter million or 20 grand here or 40 grand is a is a bragging thing amongst their group. So you have somebody that be like, oh, let me, oh, I see Tim, he's in there streaming and he got a nice little stream going. Let me just go ahead and donate to his channel 250 grand just to see him flip out and lose his mind that he's getting this much money or whatever. I go do that and Ahmed or whoever sees me go do that and he want to outdo me and give me 275 to Joanne over. And it's in their world, it's a ha 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 ha. And then in the Twitch world, you're like, yes, that just right. jumped me ahead. And, just bought my and that house. blew my mind. I'm like, who would think that there's people that use bragging rights of giving money away to people that are playing video games on a live stream? I think one of the big misconceptions, and I, and I think I was bad at this when when the internet really started to be what it is right now and YouTube and everything else is, and I think you kind of making this point right now is, I think we've forgotten how big the world actually is. Right. And we're connected by the internet. Right, right. And when I think if we can think about how big the world is, like what would you what would you tell a mom right now? Like she got a kid who all in. Right. He all in. Like, and he dope. She don't know how dope he is. Like I literally have met I met a kid over in Lakeland and I forgot his handle. And his mom thought he was selling drugs. Like she really did. He was making so much. He was making like he literally had a team and he could like he would like go on Twitter. He'd be like, watch this. He went on Twitter one day and he was like, I'm hungry. And then like 20 minutes later, food was delivered. I was like, yo, like they follow you like that? And this kid had to tell his mom, mom, this is what I do. Because she thought, she was like, yo, what you doing? You know, he had a little money. He wasn't doing nothing crazy. But he it was really from the gaming thing that he was getting better. And now he, him and his team are like in a house down in Texas, like a six-bedroom house, really getting it. That's what's up. You know, getting it. And I got to think of his handle so I can give him a shout out. But he, they like, they getting it. So if you got a mom that has a kid, you know, because to me, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I'm probably telling my kid, bro, come on, bro. This is book time. It's book time. Like, it's book time. Right. What 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 advice would you I think the the main thing that I like to tell parents is one, there's nothing else in your child's life that is gonna give them immediate feedback on how well they're doing or how well they're performing at all. You can tell your child, hey, do this and you'll be a good boy or you'll be a good girl or this'll work out for you. And they have to kinda hope that they're on point of doing as well as you claim they need to do on a video game that's immediate feedback of you know what i didn't jump far enough i need to hold down b a little longer and guess what then i'm gonna make the jump and guess what when i make the jump i'm gonna get a little uh trophy at the end of it that's gonna tell me how many points i got i know when if i get more points than that i'm doing better than i was doing previously and that's immediate feedback that we kind of underestimate in this world especially this world of uh, technology now that we have with social media where kids are are being constantly reminded of how little they are valued and or or not of value because they don't have this they don't look like this they don't come from this they don't know this or they don't have that and that's a lot of pressure right. so where do you think you're gonna get um some type of break some type of ego boost from a video game and you're gonna get that dopamine and that child that you might think is a problem with gaming they just trying to feel like somebody they're just trying to achieve something and and keep themselves motivated and going through life. So you can't knock that, right? right. So the best thing to do instead of trying to um, find an error in that is find direction in that. I mean, okay, I got a child that likes to play video games. I feel like his social skills are weak because right. of the video game. What I need to do? Maybe I put him in the esports league where he actually he's with teammates, he's communicating, he's learning how to cope and lose on a, a platform that's coping skills. Right. And guess what? Your child is going to be better from that. You're going to have the support. They're going to like your support for that. And if it doesn't turn into anything, guess what? 
you still build them up in a manner because esports promote economic empowerment, social inclusion, diversity, teamwork, and friendly competition. Like that's what we like about our kids playing traditional sports. Right. We like those good assets that they get from being in those organizations. And esports, you can get the same thing. Don't just think of uh, mindless video games. Put some focus behind it. Help right. them have some focus. That's what I would say. With today being um, National Suicide Prevention Day, am I correct with that? It's okay. That's today is that. And then I've been seeing a lot of things online, you know, about, you know, take care of your mental health and that sort of thing. I have a whole other set of thoughts on that sometimes. But what I do want to ask you is I saw, I want to say it might've been on ESPN, what was one of the news channels and was talking about using video games as therapy. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it could work. Um, I actually talked to a therapist that had the concept of playing uh, online with uh, their patients and actually using that as a session to uh, talk through it. I said, yeah, that sounds cool, uh, right. especially because a lot of kids in those situations, especially if you're gaming from um, an escapism, because you'll be surprised at how many gamers actually come from abusive households where mom and dad is swinging on each other or uh, a mom has messed up boyfriends or and they go and they get to sit in their room, close the door and, and black out from the rest of the world by playing video games. And those people need someone to talk to. They need someone to share with and versus raging online and, and trying to uh, be something they're not as a way of exerting their emotions that they're feeling at home. You know? Right. You're pretty deep into this thing. And by that, I mean, there's some things you're working on as well. Like like you, one of the things we talked about was what you wanted to do with gaming, especially here in the Bay Area. Let's talk about some of the things you do. Okay. Like, I know High Point Gamer, that's, that's your tag. That's how I find you on all the social platforms and get to spy on what you're doing in the gaming world. But what are some of the things that, that you, that you, that you're working on? You know, cause I know, like I said, there's, it's, the gaming thing is, it's big. And for somebody like me, who's on the outside looking in, sometimes I look in with confusion. Cause I'll be like, like, I just had to have you explain to me esports as opposed to regular gaming. But like I said, you know, I see things like I see Madden, I see 2k I'll, you know, I see the basic things, you know, I'm playing words with friends on my phone still to this day, you know, but it's such a big world. Where's your, where's your piece fitting? Where do you see, where's your piece starting to work at? So a quick story. When I first started uh, doing uh, tournaments in the area, I decided, hey, you know what would be cool? Let's do a scholarship gaming tournament where I have kids come and they compete in NBA 2K and the winner is I give them a check uh, for their continued education, right? Okay. So I got with Maurice Spates uh, playing with Golden State at the time. Uh, he had a nonprofit, uh, Maurice Spates Foundation. He was like, man, I give you the money to uh, to do the prize money uh, for the kids and you just put it on in the school system. So I reached out to eight schools over in Pinellas County thinking that, hey, I get with this school. We have a tournament at this school. And then the winner of that tournament would then go into the final tournament against all this, the kids right. and then they'll get the check for the scholarship. And do you know out of eight schools that I reached out to, man, only three responded like of interest. And then out of that three, I was only able to put it on at two schools. I'm talking about I'm coming with money in hand, right? systems in hand, process laid out, even right. the even your script for what you need to say over the loudspeaker uh, to promote to the kids during the day. And the pushback from that was so disappointing. Now it's like, what's wrong with our school system where we cry about money and we cry about support and here's Somebody a bot. doing a good thing. No, yeah, a good thing. And 
the only excuse I can get is, well, it would have to be after hours and you don't want to pay nobody, the teachers or anything to stay late to, to do that or I'm gonna let you go. I'm not gonna jump in with nothing because I mean, some it's crazy sometimes that you want to do good and and the fight to do good. But then, continuing that, right? So I put on the tournament the schools that allowed me to do it, and here I'm coming in with new PlayStation, PlayStation Four, the latest NBA 2K setup, and majority of of those people, man, have never even played PlayStation Four, let alone the latest NBA 2K. And when I realized that. I was ashamed. Like I was ashamed that my world was so privileged that and I was so into gaming that I just assumed like, yeah, if you, everybody knows the latest everybody system. Knows, right. Like it's mandatory that I show up with the latest system to even be putting on this tournament. Right, because I would feel that. I would. If you're going, you're having a gaming thing, if you show up and you're like, well, dude, this is two years ago. Don't nobody want to play this. Right. Right. And so then that opened my eyes that there's a digital divide present. And that if these individuals, uh, the kids there, if they don't have the latest system, Heck, most of them didn't even have phones to promote it on social media that they were even in the Diagon tournament. And I was like, you know what digital divide that is for a person that comes from a household that doesn't have internet, let alone high speed internet, right? Doesn't have the latest console, doesn't have any content creation stamp uh, equipment or capabilities. They're missing out on a big economic opportunity that would bring value to the household. And so, therefore, my mission became. Uh, helping bring more awareness to the digital divide because it doesn't make sense that we know everything is going technology-based. Right. We know people need to make more money. We know households need more contributors of money uh, to the household. Yet here we have this thing that can help in that, and there's a group of people that can't participate in or or get the benefits of it. So the mission is even bigger now. The mission is is gaming is included, but the mission is even bigger. Yes. Let me ask you a question. When you when you noticed this when th- this divide that you noticed, was it in? Well, I, I'm guessing was it in more economically challenged neighborhoods? That, yes. How do we how do we how do we fix that though? I mean, other than other than money, which that's the way I feel. Money is gonna the fix of it. But I mean, with what you're doing, like say if you want to go back to those same areas, what what kind of a plan do we need to try to put together? To try to make sure that, you know, because I mean, the idea is great. Like you said, the idea is great. And if we have this digital divide, how do we fix that? Or do we move somewhere else first and come back to that when we can help them? Easy, my brother. What What is the Internet? The Internet is really just a utility service right. like your electricity or your water. Right. right. So if you take an area that uh, doesn't have Internet or doesn't have high speed Internet because um, Kathy can't afford the extra hundred dollars for that because she's just trying to keep the lights on at the house and right. by working her shifts. Somebody can come and sponsor the internet on the bandwidth that can cover areas where when I get to my device, you know how you do in the hotel where you're like, do you accept to be part of this network? Right. That's your marketing right there. Like you you see my logo and you're clicking on to have high speed internet so I can at least uh, close that gap for you. And right. then next is the materials and the uh, content creation or whatever um, you want to add to the internet. But the internet is the initial piece that has to be solved. That's easy to solve. Right. But your plan, you got some things coming up too, don't you? What do yeah, you I'm trying to do, uh, so I have a scholarship gaming tournament coming up in January. So okay. I'm trying to bring that over to the Hillsborough County side. And instead of going to the schools, I decided to add it to the Tampa Bay Black Heritage Festival. So it's okay. already an event that's going on. And I was like, hey, let's add a scholarship gaming tournament so then the kids can come uh, um, actually experience 
from a business side and from a fun side, because we want to have a panel as well that educates them on the opportunities available within the gaming and you know, tech right. industries. So is that going to be that's is that junior high school, high school kids or high school kids, high school kids, yes, open to high school kids. But anybody, any kid can actually come to the event and participate. Right. Okay, so you got that. You got you got you got a few things though. You being modest yeah, over here. You so got I got. One thing. I, I'm trying to do a mental health awareness walk, man. Mental health awareness is a big thing uh, for me, especially being a veteran, PTSD, and understanding the implications implications of uh, mental health, especially with technology. It seems like it's getting worse and worse. So I right. want to do a mental health awareness walk, 5K down there at uh, Curtis Hickson Park, just to bring some awareness to that. And then I have a service member appreciation tournament, which is. Uh, appreciation to all my service members, my veterans of active duty, right. to see who is the best on the sticks, what branch of service is there. What game is that going to be? Oh, we're trying to do an indie title, like not something that everyone can just say, oh, I know how to play. Um, we want to show love to the indie developers out there. Gotcha. Can we go back to the mental health thing for a minute? Yes. Do you think the term is being just thrown around too much nowadays? Or do you, like, I'm not saying it's not a problem. Okay. Here's my thing. I watch people do dumb shit. Right. You can't suddenly just lay everything on mental health. That and I feel like we do that a lot. Like I just I like like let me just let me just um let me give you an example. I feel like like entertainers, right? I feel like some of them do things for shock value. And I'm in entertainment, so it's not like no shit that I'm looking at and saying that I ain't never seen it. And I know some people really, you know, they weren't ready for the stardom as quick as it came. Right. But then you watch some people do stuff like I guess the one of the best ways that then best things to look at too is immediately when we see these like some of these shootings, right, that happen. And immediately it's like, we should get them mentally healthy. We should check them out. But meanwhile, they took all the steps that did the right shit to get them where they was gonna be. You understand know what I'm saying? Like before they got there, they went and got the right gun. They got the, all the things they needed for the gun. They got around the system to get the gun. They got, you know, they knew where they wanted to be. They got everything in place. You can't suddenly be having a mental health problem, in my opinion. After I catch you, okay, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not making light of the mental. That's why I want to get your opinion. I'm not making light of the mental health thing because I know it's a lot of people out here who need some help, and especially people who look like us, brothers who look like us. We the last ones who want to take medicine. We the last ones who want who want any kind of stigma on us that has to do with health. We will give. We will be in line two days to get the new Jordans. Yes, we will be in line four days to get the new two K. Yes, but. We can ask a lot of our brothers, and they can't tell us the last time that they had a physical. And so I, I get it, especially with us. But am I wrong for thinking, you know what I'm saying, that sometimes we just, it's just people out here doing some foul shit that everything can't be. I just think that we just, for anything So you that, feel like um, those that are doing even the foul things, there's no mental connection to having the desire to a, do? I wouldn't say it's a mental thing, but I just, maybe it's, maybe I just feel like, because like, again, I'm guilty the news stay on in my house a lot. I just feel like immediately it's the first thing we kind of run to like, and maybe it could be also too. And again, not making light of the situation. Whenever the president seems like that, he want to be something that he don't really want to be involved. Yeah. He just be like, you know, mental health, we got to look at that. And I'll be like, bro, that's just foul over there. You know what I'm saying? And maybe I'm just looking. And again, I don't, I don't have all the examples. Right. That's why I want to, I'm asking your opinion. Like, do you think that it's a term that we're just throwing around loosely? I guess that's my main question. Or, and I know that there's a problem here because a lot of people aren't taking, especially when you look at veterans and some of the things that they've been through. Right. 
you know, in these places, they get in these places and we'd left out there in wars for six months, eight months. You wasn't ready for that. You went to the military. Right. And, you know, I know a lot of brothers went to the military expecting to go in the military, maybe go to Germany. They're going to get their car. They're going to come back. You know what I'm saying? And nobody expected that all of a sudden now you in Afghanistan. Now Throwing grenades. Right. And it's real life, especially you in the Marines. It's real life. You know what I'm saying? Like my cousin, she was over there from almost the time she got out of basic training. She went to tech school and she was at Pope, which is a mobile base. And boom, she was gone. She came back when it was almost time for her to be out. Wow. So the whole time she was like over there somewhere in the desert with all that was going on. Mental stress. Right. So I so, was, so even though I understand the veteran side of the mental health uh, aspect. Right. I think that's everyone's go-to and and that we think if it's outside of that, there isn't any mental health issues that really can arise. Meaning that if you take a nurse and the work that a nurse does uh, for 10 years, 15 years, right. that's PTSD. You take the work for a police officer does 10, 15 years, that's PTSD. You take an EMS person, the work they do 10, 15 years, that's PTSD. Right. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of households being affected by these individuals that work in these strenuous, mentally strenuous jobs for decades, right? right. Yes, mental health is something that I feel like is a poison that has spilled over and we act like it's a new thing. But when we look at statistically on how many uh, psychiatric facilities that were back in the day and they just closed them down and, and they let all the people out and like, where did those people go? Right. And why was there so many of those facilities back then? And did that mean that everyone got well and got better and the, and the percentage of people with mental issues were decreased because they could know. Right. So therefore, there's way more people now running around with these issues that aren't getting help. Not to mention that we're coming out of the crack era where you got people that have dealt with growing up in addictive households, abusive households. That's strange, brother. Like that's and that's strained as a child. Like as a child, do you come up in that and do 10, 20 years of that? Right. You're not just going to be okay when you reach 30 or 25 because you got a good job at USAA and, and you're making a, uh, a nice wage where you're driving a Volvo and coming home and you have a wife and kid. Like that shit don't fix none of that other stuff. You know what? I, this is honestly, this is a point right here in Southern hospitality where I can honestly say I'm glad to be talking to you. <laughs> no, I mean that. And I, and I mean that. Let me, let me put it like this. I'm glad to be talking to you and you welcome back whenever you want to okay. be. And that's why, like I said to you, there were so many different things that I wanted to talk to you about. You know what nice. I'm saying? Because in our communication in social media, we've always been, you know, just straight up talk about, we just talk about whatever. When I, when I DM you or when I got your number and we hit each other, what up? But you just made a point of something that like, even like I said, that's, that's why I asked the question because I hadn't even really thought about like some of the examples you just gave me, like a nurse working in a hospital for 10 to 15 years and all that she's going to see. And at some point that probably has an effect on some, on her some way or somebody, even the strongest person, a doctor who's here to save lives, all that he probably sees in the 10 to 15 years that he's in there, the things that might get to him. Definitely what the police see and what they go through on a daily, even from traffic stops, thinking that their life is in jeopardy every time. I never, I never, and I don't even know why, but you know what I'm saying? When I'm thinking, I didn't think of those examples. And like you said, the everyday life of people that are out here. And then all of a sudden you go home and some of them people live by themselves. Some of those people drinking, they got, they got to go home to three or four kids and get that life straight and those things. Sniffing coke, all of it. I, I, right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still think that we should be careful with the word though. I do. Right, I, we do. I, but I do feel like it should be 
a mandatory thing for all of us. Like, I don't feel like mental health is like, oh, you you caught the mental health thing. It's like, I feel like we all need mental health repair. And some of us are, are like, our mental health isn't, oh, I want to cut my wrist or hang myself or go shoot up someone. But you know what? Every morning I wake up and, and I look in the mirror and feel like a loser. Or I feel like I'm not valuable. Or, or I feel like I'm not good enough. Like, that's poor mental health, like better mental health is to be wake up and be like, I'm glad I'm alive. Like I got the opportunity to be the best. I've got skills and abilities. Like, right. Right. So do you think that's something that we should, we could get like with a, a yearly physical? Yeah. Or at least I a, feel a, like a talk to, with somebody. I like, feel like we should. We need to start that at least at minimum so that we can start the, get the culture of being able to talk about, especially from a male perspective where we have to be tough and, and, and everybody's cool with an emotion as long as I'm not whining, as long as I'm not hurt, as long as I'm not angry, my emotions are good. But what happens when I get these other emotions because I don't have it all together? I don't have those other emotions. I'm tough. Dude. <laughs> like, just so you know. I'm, I'm 100 working, all the time. I'm 100 right? all the time. I'm working on DJing with my shirt off real, real soon, just so you know that. That's all. I'm, nah, I'm just saying. Nah. But no, nah, those, are, those are valid points, man. Like I said, again, that's why these discussions, they are important to me in my life. I want it to be so much deeper than rap, man, because you get older and you, you're you not thinking about these things. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, you got a friend and we got these friends that, you know, they leave us, they go home and all of a sudden you hear about one of your friends, he ain't here no more or she ain't here no more. And you're like, I didn't even know they were going through something. You know, but we reading all these memes, check on your friends, check on your, they might not be as good as you think they are, but we're not finding a way to fix it. You know what I'm saying? But again, I just, I just felt some kind of way. Like I feel like, you know, every time something happens, you can't be, Oh, that's mental health. And maybe you can, though. But like, you know, with the examples you just gave me, maybe it, even at the, even in its smallest form is something we, you know, that might need to be looked at, you know. And part of it is I know people don't like to talk about this, but part of it is mental health is our new modern way of being able to say devil because we can't talk religion. And so so it's like there has to be something wrong mentally, physically. So let's do mental health versus back in the day. It was like, oh, it's sinning and. But since we had to get out of that, we have to call it something else to be politically correct. So mental health is one of those things where I feel like it's a blanket enough, right? modern enough, and we, we like it right now. You, know? you think we can get the brothers like us to to want to embrace it more? How do we do that? You got you any can't, opinions on that? You can't, man. It's, society is, is built, especially against males. Right. It's a performance base. It's a performance job. Like it's based on performance. So, and the only way we can get those points on how well we're performing is to fit uh, within the confines and structures of how everyone else say it. So, if everyone says you crying, you a little bitch, then well, I don't want to be a little bitch. So, I'm gonna make sure I I don't cry, even though I miss my auntie. Like I right. miss sitting on the being able to talk to her and stuff. You know, even though you're crying inside, even, right? Even yeah. though you're crying inside. Even though I need to cry, like I might need to let it out and explain so some so I can share it with someone so that someone can let me know I'm valid or that I'm valuable or, or, or give me some type of hope and motivation. You want me to be my own motivation, right. my own strength, my own guidance. My, no, man, we're going to break. Yo, this year was the first year. Uh, actually, and I, don't, I haven't told many people this. This year was the first year I've actually sat in front of somebody and talked to someone professionally. Okay. And he literally told me that I've been holding something inside. He said, bro, have you ever talked about that? And it was something that's like every bit of 20 years. Wow. And he was like, have you ever had this conversation out loud? And I was like, nah. And he was like, I can tell. And are you a punk for having that conversation out loud? 
I didn't honestly though. I didn't. I don't. I didn't feel like a punk as I was telling him. But it was the first time that that like I really even felt that comfortable, even just talking about it. Okay. And it's eaten at me a long time. Like it's eaten at me to the point where I've held some other shit back in my life. Like when it's come to like a significant other. Okay. Because of this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and I literally not even as close as me and my mom are. Never talked to her about it. Like on a deep level. Me and my cousin Corey, we like this, grew up like this. Never, like on a, it's a, cause it was a, just a deeper, it was a layer conversation. And I, you know how you talk about something, it's like, oh yeah, I'll talk about it, but it wasn't, I never really went into the layers of it. And until sitting in front, sitting in front of this dude who don't look nothing like me. Right. He ain't have on a tie, whatever, but he was sitting back, he was taking notes, and it was probably the most realist. I was like, and I don't know, I just felt a different way when I left. I ain't feel like no punk. And I don't even know how I got to where I was going in there. And I just suddenly I was in there. I was, we were talking and then I was deeper and then I was deeper. And he was like, okay. And he was listening and he was kind of getting it out of me without having to say too much. And I just, I just was starting to feel really comfortable. I started to feel like as I was doing it, like you said, a bunch was coming off of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and like I said, I don't know how I got there. I don't think that when I first went to have this talk or whatever, that I planned on all of that happening. I ain't going to lie to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm DJ, dude. I'm tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can make a three-pointer every now and again. You know what I'm saying? But but I literally, like, I literally, so I guess, you know, with that being said, I, I guess I would encourage people, like, you know, like, don't be scared. Especially the brothers that look like us, because we scared of a lot. I, I ain't going to lie about that. I like, do. we are. We do. We are. We scared. We're just trying to perform, man. You put things in some very enlightening ways, just trying to perform. I'm glad you're here, man. Hey, I appreciate it, brother. I definitely appreciate your time <laughs> as, as usual. What? Let's give it to us again, man. What do you What do you have coming? And you have nothing. You nothing coming up before January. Uh, so we have the USF ES Esports Summit. Uh, okay. That's September 18th. See, I, see, I know, the, I, you see how many things he got in his back pocket? I have to, I have to be like, hey, I know I'm you on, got something else coming. Uh, so I'm on the panel for that. We're okay. excited about that. Hopefully, it brings some light to Tampa. Right, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a big panel about the whole esports. It's esports 101. So if you don't know anything about esports or you want to learn more or even hear how it is in this region, right? Definitely come on out. USF? USF, September 18th, uh, 1 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Then you're going to have USFesports.com uh, for more information. Is there going to be any actual gaming going on there? So we're trying to hold a tournament um, at the end. Oh, okay. Y'all managed to try to, y'all, y'all they managed to get a tournament in, it, it, wherever there's some talk at, it's like, hey, watch it, because the sticks will be out of yes. this thing. Any particular game? Or is, is, there, is there like a standard game that happens at all these things, or it's just like, this is the game we pick for today? It's the, so here's the the problem, right? So esports, you're going to be in another conversation, man, but <laughs> esports is really here. controlled by the game, right? Oh, okay. So then as the game becomes more popular, then it's like, the pretty girl on the block that gets stricter with who can play with me type of thing. So oh, okay. indie games, on the other hand, they're like, hey, I made this game and I just want to get the word out. It's a good game. And they're not as strict about who gets to play them in a um, professional setting like that. Okay. One more question from a dumb guy All right. about that part. Now you say, say it's an, it's an indie game. Right. So would it be in an indie game? There's four of us in this room. Would it be in an indie game? A lot of times those games are brand new and the people are learning when they get there or they already people have already been in that in that community. They just ain't had a place to come out and do it yet. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Because it's like the Fortnite thing was already popular. It just didn't blow yet. And that was an indie game. Right. Okay. Fortnite's a phenomenon too, ain't it? How much is that game worth right now? I don't even know, man. It's like in the bees. I'm a Fortnite hater, so. Fortnite hater? Yes. Do real gamers hate for Fortnite? 
They got the kids on. I don't know. Though. Did we say real gamers? Because they got, the, they there's, got some, the, there's some gamers that's a beast on Fortnite now. They got, so. they got, but they got the kid kids on Smash, don't they? Yeah, they do. Especially when they start letting them buy clothes and do and dances. Do dances. They had the kid kids on lock. I was so upset when I first saw that. I'm like, look at these dudes aren't going to get any money from this, and that's their dance. And that, right, yeah, did that. A couple of people tried to sue them too. Did they get any money? I don't know. I don't think it worked out any money. But the thing is, it didn't need to go that route. Right, like organizations, res you respect the culture enough to use it. Right, respect enough just to get these guys a check. Like you, you're talking about. Um, dudes that if you gave them 15 grand or 10 grand to have their they would have been happy be cool. they would have been happy with that that they're in the video game like you messed that up by being the big bullies in the room right because your lawyers are longer <laughs> is that I think that's something that EA Sports does right too don't they they, they real big about seem like they got they in touch with that no see see I'm not outside I'm getting I'm getting the head shakes from the outside of the room and let me tell you why I was going to say that I think EA Sports gets it right with the and maybe like I said Again, remember, my life starts with hip-hop. So I see a lot of people that I follow, they suddenly put these hip-hop dudes in like the new 2K right. or whatever. You know, then they had, they made sure the sneakers was right or whatever. But in the big picture of things, is EA Sports getting it right with the gaming? I mean, they're still like one of the big ones, aren't they? So I'm not too hard on on the on the big developers because I realize it's, it's a business. Like you're right. in a corporation, you have a, a facility with over 200 people. You have developers, you have artists, you know what type of people that is from a, being able to manage and corral a coder and right. in that world. So I feel like the money that they make and the work that they put in, they do feel like they want to put out a quality product, but they also want to keep jobs going and going and going and going to, in order to keep feeding the industry. So I don't get upset with them and their tactics to stay alive and stay right. relevant because I understand that we need it as part of the ecosystem. Okay. But do they do it? But from a gamer standpoint, I can complain about some stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, that's what I want. Yeah. I'm not a gamer. So I'm yeah. Still, from a gamer standpoint, I, I I'm a person learning about, about this whole world. But from a corporate standpoint, I get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's your favorite two games right now? Two games. See, Ooh. I didn't even ask you three. I just asked you two today. So... Well, Mortal Kombat 11 has been taking up a lot of my time. That's a corporate game. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you was, I didn't know you was, you're not anti-corporate. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I from a, from a, um, event standpoint, oh, it's okay. harder to deal with. That's okay. all. Um, so Mortal Kombat 11. And I picked up my Monster World, Monster Hunter. What is that? It's like a, it's like a game where you go out and hunt monsters. <laughs> Wait, and, and wait, then, wait, wait, not, not even that one, though. Let me let me get this out before I let you get out of here. What is the game that you're driving around, crashing cars, but you're also playing soccer or something? What is that game? Oh, uh, Rocket League. Who even would think of that? You're riding around crashing cars and you also, are you, what is, is it soccer that you're also playing? It's soccer. You're, you're trying to get the ball. As a car, you're trying to get the ball inside to the goal. I'm going to just look around the room because I don't even, I haven't even, I, I want to see it. I just heard about it. I don't even understand how that, who would even... Booming, a booming game. I heard about. I heard it's booming. booming. What, what was the? I just want to know what the developer was smoking when he made when he decided. You know what? I'm gonna make this car game, but you are gonna play soccer while you crashing cars. And was like executed very well on the controls and the feel of it, and you have a winner like that. And then I really even want to know more than that. What kid says, "Yo, I want to play this game where I crash cars and play soccer"? 
A lot of them. A lot. Look, a lot of them, evidently, right? <laughs> My man, Derek, a.k.a. High Point Gamer. Where can they find on social media? Hey, find me at uh, High Point Gamer. All one word, High Point Gamer. Uh, you can find me highpointgamer.com. Also, be sure to check out my podcast, Gamers Wanted. I give gamers opportunity to share how gaming impacted their life. We're trying to uh, combat the stigma that gaming is a waste of time. Oh, okay. And then also to the website for the upcoming events. Um, So you can go to TB Tampa Bay Black Heritage Festival.com. So whatever the letters are from that. So That's you. for the events in January? Yes. But the USF thing? The USF, uh, usfesports.com. Okay. You got a bunch going on. Man. Um, just a small time DJ trying to learn. I'm trying to get you aboard on some, some of these things too. I so be, I hey. want to be involved. I'm just, I'm just probably not going to get the whole of controller because that's <laughs> probably not my world. But, you know, if you got, if you bring back Pong or something like that, but you know what I was dope at? Space Invaders. I was dope at Space Invaders. You saw ESPN had the Tetris tournament worldwide. Yeah, I was okay at Tetris. But Space Invaders was kind of my thing. I wasted a lot of quarters in Space Invaders coming home from school. I, I, I stole a lot of quarters to play Street Fighter. Yeah, well, I stole a lot of quarters to play Space Invaders. Okay. I just, I just I, you know, <laughs> now that you got me out there. <laughs> Southern Hospitality, man. DJ Eakin, um, you got to come back soon, though. We got to, you know what? I got to figure out a way to get to you so I can actually go to see some of these gaming events, though, because I want to, you know, I don't see some things in action or whatever. But I appreciate the talk, and I appreciate you. You know what I do appreciate, too, is that the fact that, I know I talked about like 20 different things here, but I, that was my plan. Like, cause you, to me, you, you're deeper than rap, dude. So I appreciate you being here, man. And, uh, Hope I didn't disappoint, man. No, nah, you Thank didn't you. really. And, and I even learned some things here, which is part of the plan. You know, Jason just happy I'm here and the, and the episode goes out in a good way, you know, because he, he don't want to be waiting on nothing from nowhere else. That's so we, that's another story. We got it, man. DJ Eakin, man. Uh, Southern Hospitality, but everything from here on out will be on all my socials at DJ Eakin, all right? So you can find it there, and then um, wherever podcasts are downloaded, jump on right there, and um, we keep getting the numbers up. We keep rocking out. At High Point Gamer, that's where you find this dude at, and maybe even I'll be over there one day playing, like, some game or something. I got Sega Genesis. Oh, and I got the old-school Atari, too. I ain't even never took it out the box. I got a Nintendo. I bought one of the, the remakes of the Nintendo yeah, Minis. that's what I've been doing, yeah. And everybody around me be like, why you buy this shit? You don't even open them. I don't even open them. It's got, okay. It's okay. It just looked dope. I, when I saw the Atari and Best Buy, I was leaving. I said, yo, let me get that. And I ain't even opened the box yet. But I do want Tech Mobile. Though. I want Tech Mobile. I think I got to find that. Somebody needs to do a Tech Mobile tournament or, or, or remake you think these, it. You think, these, you think these young kids will get on that? You know what? It'd be so many old people on it. Be... But you know what? I gotta give I gotta give these young folks credit too. They they do be on their style. They do be on their throwback shit. They be like, yo, I like that, yo. They they go back and find some stuff. We gone, man. We get another topic, man. Yeah. <laughs> gone. This is a place for my head quick fix on Radio Influence. I don't respond well to negative reinforcement. So I'm a very positive reinforcement type of person in the workplace. And it's the, it's the negative reinforcement type of situation. It just, it, it shuts me down. Like I'm, I'm not, that doesn't give me any aspirations or like I don't get excited to do something uh, if I'm, if, if someone's going to treat me, you know, like that in a negative way and expect it you know, an outcome that's un, unimaginable in that scenario, right? Yeah, I, I don't need somebody to tell me that I fucked up. I know I fucked up. Right. <laughs> and trust me, nobody's going to be harder than I, I am on myself. 
Yeah, so you likewise. coming over telling me that I'm a piece of crap, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and Jerry P. Tuck can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.